Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Mitchell. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm Chad Mitchell. Got David Finch. How you doing? Uh, we're excited to bring you another study this evening. Um, we, As we go through our study, if you have any questions that you would like to ask, we'd sure love to hear them. You can send us an email at truthinagapelove at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook. And we're on most of the um, big sites for the podcast. But if you're listening to us, you're on one of them. <laughs> and so we welcome you. Um, uh, don't hesitate to uh, send us an email. Also, if you're in the area of Blackfoot, we'd love to have you worship with us on Sunday mornings. 10 o'clock um, is our, our Bible study. 11 o'clock is our worship uh, on uh, 370 North Schilling in Blackfoot. We'd love to have you. So, um, And even if you're just dealing with something in your life and you want to talk to somebody, David or I is more than willing to talk to you, so we'd love to hear from you. This evening... We're going to be talking. Actually, uh, Brother David had to uh, was with family in Wyoming over the weekend yeah. due to a funeral, and so he wasn't with us. But he's back now. Come back, and uh, he's here this evening. And so I actually brought the lesson, and uh, brought the lesson on every knee should bow. I sent my notes to David, so he's studied up, and he actually I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, you listened to the sermon on Facebook. Yeah, and so he's he's gonna grill me with questions tonight. <laughs> but we have a good study for you uh, this evening. So you had some remarks. Yeah, David? Was, um, if you did listen in on on Sunday morning, uh, you would have noticed that Chad did a really good job at presenting this lesson, um, and. You know, he brings out a lot of good points and, and makes out um, brings out a lot of questions and, and makes you makes you really think about what was being said in these areas. Yeah. Um, he started out in Philippians two. Uh, if you're listening in Philippians two, verses one through eleven, this is a this is where he he started his lesson, and it was it makes you think and it makes you wonder. Looking at Christ's example of humility, you know, and, and when you think about it, Christ, all-powerful, and yet he was so humble. And his, his example of being humble should make us drop to our knees instantly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you're listening... Yeah, Philippians chapter 2, so... If you're listening... Uh, Chad, if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and read it. Go ahead and read it, yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. I was right here. Yeah, go ahead. So, starting in verse 1 of Philippians 2, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. Christ had this always at the forefront of his mind, putting others before him. Begin, or continuing on in verse 6, Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men 
And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So that was reading through verse 11. Yeah. Do you want to have some comments on that? I think um, just the, the thing is, Back in that day, uh, not so much. It doesn't really happen today. We don't walk up to someone and bow to them, at least in America. I know some other cultures maybe do. Yeah. But it was a reverence thing to bow and give honor to somebody, to bow your knee. Um, and, and, it, and we see it throughout the Bible in, in a lot of places where they bowed the knee. Mm-hmm. And it was a rev, reverence thing. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to focus on is the fact that we will bow. And, and the biggest thing is where he says there in verse 10, every knee should bow. It doesn't mean every knee will bow, but he's saying every knee should bow. So it's a, it's not a, like, you know, there's still a free choice mm-hmm. by us. Yeah. You know, you know, we don't have to do this, but there's consequences if you don't. That's right. And that's basically kind of what, we're focusing on in this study. Yeah. And and notice in verse 10 yeah. of Philippians 2. Yeah. After right after it says Jesus or in the name of Jesus every knee should bow. But notice he says of those in heaven, of those on earth yeah. and of those under the earth. So yeah. this is so everyone everybody. from all time. Yeah, that's a good point. From the beginning all the way to the end and even sure. The angels in heaven are bowing to sure. him. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And so that's very powerful. Even the angels bow to Christ. And we also see that in Matthew 28, verse 18, where there Christ says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Yeah. In heaven also. Not just on earth, but in heaven also. So yeah. the angels themselves bow to him and you know when you're when you're reading through the old testament you see even when angels come to visit like say abraham they bow to the angels yeah i mean they give reverence to angels but angels in their high you know as being held in high esteem even they bow the knee to christ yeah and so how much more should we oh yeah bow to him yeah and yeah. you know Backing up a little bit, this wasn't in your lesson, but this was just kind of hitting me as I was reading it. You know, when when you look at how he left his home in glory, and he came down, and and notice in verse 6 of Philippians 2, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Mm -hmm. He is equal with the Father, and yet he made himself of no reputation. He took... The form, not just of a man, but of a bondservant. And, and, and served sinful man to be the example for us on how to follow. He served man yeah. in his high esteem. How would we not yeah. bow our knee to Christ? Well, and even just in verse 1, if, if there is any con- consolation in Christ, it, if there's 
any comfort of love. Yeah. Any comfort in us. You know, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any affection and mercy, you know, all those things Jesus gave to us. Absolutely. You know, if and 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 better than anyone else could. Per- perfect. Perfectly. Yeah. You know, how could we just turn our nose up at that? Yeah gift that he's given us and not only not only was he the perfect example for us to follow you know as it even talks about here uh let me let me reach to it real fast um verse 8 of philippians 2 at the end of there he says even to the point of death even the death of the cross Notice the emphasis on even the death of the cross. Yeah. You know, as as you look through the Old Testament prophesying about his oh, yeah. death and the way he's going yeah. to die, yeah. a lot of people don't realize he knew how he was going to die. He knew the pain, the suffering he was going to die, and yet he still willingly went yeah. and suffered so horrifically. Yeah. And it wasn't because of his sin. It was mm-hmm. because we failed him. That's the thing I always think about. Oh, it's like, man. He never sinned, but yet he's having to bear all of ours. Yeah. You know? It's like, that's not fair. The, <laughs> the love that he has for us is truly unfathomable. Yeah. I mean, Chad, we, we've talked about this before. Yeah. If somebody says, will you die for everyone? Mm-hmm. You know, will you sacrifice yourself? If it was like a clean, mm-hmm. painless death. Yeah. Quick, I can see myself doing it, especially to save everyone. Mm-hmm. That's that's an honorable sacrifice. But if they ask me, here's how you're going to suffer, so horrifically, I'll pass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not even a, a, a question. I'd be like, nope, uh, I'm good. Especially if I was innocent. Well, and, and, and you know, you look at um, Peter when he denied Christ. Yeah. I mean, he was so confident. That he was gonna deny, that he was gonna, you know, he stick wasn't up, going to deny that he him. was gonna stick up for Christ. He was so confident. I will yeah. not do that. I will not deny you. He was so confident and and full of vigor, you know. Yeah. And then when it was presented to him, he's like, I don't know that man. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yep. I mean, it was like he didn't even think about it. He's just like, no, that wasn't me. Yep. You and know? he denied it. And he did three it times. three times. Yeah. And then he realized what he had done. Yeah. Because the cock crowed. That's right. And I can't remember if it was in Luke or Matthew, Mark, or Luke. I can't remember which account. But it talks about how after the cock crowed twice, mm-hmm. Christ locked eyes with him. Yeah. Christ looked at that's him right. at that point and, and he, he knew. wept bitterly. He knew what had happened. And he... That's when he realized, wow, this, this actually happened. Yeah. And so when you think of it that way... You know, as far as like giving your, we could all say, yeah, I'd die for you, David. Mm-hmm. When it come down to you, be like, Psh, I don't know that guy. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? That's what you would, because you can say it all day long, but actually doing it, Jesus did it, you yeah. know, and, and what a great honor it is, you know, that That's he right. did. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, but then you also see the love of Christ after he is resurrected. Yeah. He goes to Peter, yeah, sure. The same one that just denied him three times, and he says, "Yeah, do you love me? Yeah, tend to my sheep." Yep. You know he's he was the first elder, you mm-hmm. know, and but Christ chose him because his heart was always there, his zeal for God was always there. Yeah. 
but he was weak in the flesh. And, you know, a lot of people look at, at what Peter did and be like, oh, he, he just failed. But he was the only one, besides John, he was the only one that actually went down to where Christ was. All yeah. the other apostles vanished. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're not even mentioned by mm-hmm. that point. And again, that's fulfilling the prophecy that all my sheep scattered. Yeah. You know, and, and so it, I, I believe that's in Isaiah 53, you know, the prophecy there, but they all scattered. Yeah. Peter was the only one with John that, that went down there. Yeah. And so, you know, Peter still had great zeal, but he, when faced with it, man, that's that's a very hard decision. Sure. Well, and it's something that you just almost instantly make. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so it just shows kind of how committed he was. Absolutely. And he learned a ton from it. Yep. You know. And and, but just the the love of Christ behind all of that. You know, even with Judas, Judas Iscariot, Christ knew he was going to betray him, and yet he still treated him as a friend. Yeah. He still washed Judas's feet. Yeah. In Mark thirteen, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. And so. You know, Christ, looking at his example, looking at his love as he was with his apostles, even even as they yeah. turned their back to him, and, you know, well, as they I, fell I to temptation, Christ was always faithful. Sure, and I, I think, um, too, this kind of leads into the next point here. Um, those Those who do not willingly bow the knee to Christ— today now in this life yeah one day will wish they did so absolutely you know and and the the i took us to the example of the rich man and lazarus that's right you know and i think that's a well, I mean, let's turn over there yeah that's a really there. good point so it's luke um chapter 16 and we'll we'll just read it because it's a good read here um luke 16 19 through 31 and I could go ahead and read it. For go us. for it, brother. But uh, it, you know, and the, and this is uh, we we talk about this all the time because it's a, such a great example. It's it's a look into what's going to happen to us when we die. That's right. And we all wonder that. It's a big question for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so this is a great example that Jesus gives us here. Um, and so I'll go ahead and start reading here, verse six, um, Luke sixteen nineteen. Says there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who who was laid at the gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried away, carried by angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torment um, in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. I have to stop every time at this part, because if you're in flame and, 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 and you think that just dipping your finger in water and dipping on your tongue is going to be a relief imagine what kind of torment, torment that you is. are in that's because right. if you think that's going to be a relief it's bad exactly okay so continue on verse 25 but abraham said son 
Remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that that he may testify to them, lest, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear him. And he said, No, Father, Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, through one, though, um, though one rise from the dead. Yeah. And so, man, what a great um, uh, story for us, example for us of, of what happens. And, you know, the, the thing that, that gets me is how the rich man, you know, he wants to send Lazarus, hey, go back and save my family. That's right. You know, I think that's a, it's a big point here because, you know, how many people are saying the same thing today? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, ho- and how many people, I, and I've... I've actually heard this. They didn't want to get baptized because then they would have to admit that their dead relative um, wasn't saved. Mm-hmm. And and the look at what the rich man wanted. He was in torment, but he didn't want his loved ones to join him. Yeah, they he still wanted the best for his his family. He still wanted them. To go to heaven, and the rich man couldn't change his actions from no. when he was alive. That's right. He couldn't. Yep. There, it there was, was too late at that too point. Too late. Yeah. That's right. And All you know, he thought he could do was send Lazarus back to warn his family. Yeah. You know? And you know... Would they believe him? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. And so I, I think this is a good uh, um, a place to also bring up Isaiah 45, verse 22 and 23. And so, you know, you brought oh, up... yeah, yeah, yeah. You brought up in, in Philippians that... Every yeah. knee should bow. Yeah, I, I skipped over that, didn't I? No, and that's fine because it, it really ties in really well with the rich man and Lazarus. Because um, I'll give you guys a minute to, if you're listening in, to give you time to uh, turn over there with us. Yeah, Isaiah 45, 22 through 23. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so it says, starting in verse 22 of Isaiah 45, it says, Look at me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is no other. I have sworn by myself the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that to me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall take an oath. And so... You know, to tie in Isaiah 45, notice here it says, shall bow. Yeah. And then Philippians 2, should. every knee should bow. Yeah. You should bow now. Yeah. But if you don't, yeah, you will bow. You, you're going to bow. You will bow, but th- by then it's too late. It's too late. Notice Lazarus. The, or not rich Lazarus, man. The, the rich, rich man. man. Lazarus was comforted, but notice the rich man. He wanted to bow at that point, and yeah, he's, he's going to bow. He understands now. He understands, and not only that, he knows there's no hope for him at that point. Or, it's his, too or late. his family. Yeah. Like, he knows his family are just as... That's right. ...in just as much trouble. Yep. And 
but he he wants to bow and yeah. he he did bow i would say he did bow but it's too late yeah and he knows it mm-hmm. because he had his entire life to turn to christ and bow the knee but he refused mm-hmm. you know and and so that's a, a really strong point where you either bow now or you bow when it's too late well yeah and and the thing is um one thing that i always like to point out how many ways are there to heaven very good point. There's only one That's that right. we read about in the Bible. Yep. And, and you know, people say, well, I'm just going to be a good person, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's no, you know, if you, you look for an example in the Bible, there's no other example of how to get to heaven. There's That's only right. one. Turn, turn to Jeremiah 10, 23. You know, as you were talking, Chad, this is what this reminded me of. What is it, Jeremiah? Jeremiah chapter 10, okay, verse 23. All right. Here it says, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. So when, when you have people that say, well, as long as I'm a good person, I actually... That's a great verse because, yeah, how many people say, well, my preacher says we can do this. Yeah. You know, I brought up, um, you know... All the trendy things, whether it's, uh, you know, Easter, all, all the holidays, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of the stuff that we don't have examples in the Bible. That's right. Well, it just seemed like a good idea. You know, we... Yeah. You know, it, it gives us another uh, reason to think about Jesus. You start to worship God your way. Yeah. And, and that's not... And that's... You know, it's not in man to direct his own steps. I, I had someone I was talking to and... Um, Luckily, I had a good relationship with him, but he's, he said, you know, as long as I'm a good person and as long as I, I stick to my morals, that's what we need to do. And I just turned to this verse. Verse and, 22, right? Verse 23. Oh, 23, yeah. And, and I just turned to Jeremiah 10, 23, and I had him read it. And he, he read it quietly, but then he looked up at me. He said, that's fair. <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was funny because... You know, yeah, I like enough how he says, said. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. Yeah. Well, and you see that in a kid. Even even a kid um, will be acting up mm-hmm. just to get attention. Yeah. You know, they just... So a kid, you have to direct a kid and guide a kid and teach them. Yeah. Otherwise, they don't know what's right or wrong. They and have to be taught it. We have to be taught right or wrong. That's right. And, you know, we are called the children of God. Mm-hmm. You know, we're he calls so us God children teaches us until the God same teaches as you would us. a children, child. And, and you know, it, it, these are people that have been baptized in the Lord, and now they're babes in Christ. They're they're children in Christ. Before you're baptized, you're you're even less than that, right? That's a great. That, I I really like this verse. I'm glad you pointed it out. I want everyone to write it down again, <laughs> stamp it in your memory. <laughs> Jeremiah ten twenty three. That because when people start. Going off away from God's examples that he's given us, that's a good passage to give them because it's not in man. It's not in man to walk, um, who walks to direct his own steps. Yeah. And we, then we I have also to be have, guided. I also have another one, um, okay. Proverbs 16, verse 1. You know, in, in my study Bible here, it, yeah. it took me here. That's Proverbs 16, verse 1. And it... 
it brings it out a different way. You know, it, it says the preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Which, which, what's the verse again? Proverbs 16, okay. verse 1. And you know, oh, Proverbs, verse 1. Yeah, Proverbs um, is really good. They're, they're truisms in Proverbs. So, um, the answer, if, you, if you want a deeper explanation. The of answer that, of the tongue is from the Lord. Yep. Yeah. You will have to answer for your tongue. You will have to answer for the yeah. things you say. Mm-hmm, very good. And, and a lot of times people don't want to turn to the Lord for that. They don't yeah. want to turn and, and they think that, well, I just need to be a good person. Yeah. No, you'll have to answer for that. You know, and then they turn around and and still pursue the sins of the flesh. You know the uh, and that's the thing. We're just we're just you know as you and I sit here tonight, these are just warnings to watch out for. That's right for people. We're not saying we're like the perfect judge here because yeah. we're not. No, we're just stating facts out of the Bible. That's all we're doing. That's right. You know, and um, you know, I don't think that too many people could argue with this because if you're arguing, like if oh you guys are just being too critical. You're arguing with the Lord, not us. That's right. Not David and Chad here. You know, nope. and, and and that's the thing is is don't take it from me. Take God's word for it. That's right. You know, that's the biggest point here. Look and at actually, it. This is what it says. You uh, know. Yeah. How can you argue with that? We prefer you not to take our don't, word on it. Don't take, don't my take word our word for, for it. it. Look at what God says there. You know, and it's and you got the instructions at the beginning. If if you have a problem. Send us an email. Let's talk. That's right. You know, let's study. It. Let's talk. Yeah. Maybe I'm looking at Maybe, the verse wrong. Exactly. Or whatever. We it, just don't know. My belief doesn't matter. Yeah. What matters is what does God say. Exactly. Absolutely. And I know that we're kind of getting a little off subject there, but you know, it's well, and I, I think too, we could just bring this right into bowing our knee to the wrong thing. Oh, very good point. Yeah. You know, because uh, we, you know, as we talk, this is God's word, right? Yeah. We, once we start getting away from it, and that, that's kind of where I took the lesson, can we bow the knee to the wrong thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, work, sports, celebrity idols, material things, and um, it, entertainment. We could go on and on, right? And, and before we get there, I think a really good point to make, you know, even if you bow to Christ, but you not, you're not sincere yeah. in how you bow. Yeah. You will suffer the consequences. Yeah. And that, the good point there is Matthew 27. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could look at that real quick. Yeah, turn over there with us. Matthew 27. Because when you brought this out in your lesson, I was like, man, that's a really strong point to hit. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine doing this to Jesus? Oh. You, you guys will see here once we read it. We're going to read uh, 27 through 31. Do you want to read or do you yeah, want me sure. to? Yeah, sure. I can read it. Okay. So Matthew 27, uh, 27 through 31 here. Um. So let's start here, verse 27. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the Petronium and gathered the whole garrison around him. And and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. Um, When they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. Yeah. Can you imagine? And notice here, they bowed the knee. Yeah. They they did they bow to Christ. They were worshiping him. But yeah. they, they weren't bowing with sincerity. They were bowing and mocking in him. In mocking him, yeah. And 
Oh, man. One thing that points out to me, too, is Jesus took it. He could have called 10,000 angels as we read. Absolutely. You know, he didn't have to take this, but he did. Yep. Why? For us. Because he loved us. He loved us. You know, you know, and he pointed that out to Peter when Peter struck the ear of the servant. Sure. You know, when, when he was being captured, he says, do you not think that I can call upon my father and, and yeah. have 10, 10 or 12 legions of angels it's just, come and save me? And It's just amazing. He could have. And that's, again, just pointing out his love for us. Well, yeah. And, and we've been mocked. We've all been mocked. Yeah. Is it? We like it. No. No. Do is it comfortable? No. Is it is it, can it build rage in you? Yes. Yeah. You could fight them. You could as you know. But Jesus especially just, when and here's another piece, especially if you had the power to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, he had, had the power. He had the power. Could have called 10,000 angels. He had all the power at his fingertips and yet he sat there and took it. Yep. Again, that's just a love that I cannot fathom. You know, Romans 5, 8, it says, And while we are yet sinners, yeah. Christ died for us. God yeah. demonstrates his own love and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. That's Romans 5, 8. While we were sinners. Yeah. And he didn't wait till we were faithful to him Mm-mm. or seeking him. And this is the perfect example right here. He was these very people mocking him and mock bowing before him. Oh yeah. He was dying for them too. Yeah, if sure. If they would but turn away from their sin and humbly bow before him. Yeah. Humbly bow. Not in mocking, not in and you know, you also see that in at the day of Pentecost in Acts two. When Peter calls them out, you persecuted our Savior. This you did it. Yeah, and I think this this just proves the point that Jesus knew that this was not a physical kingdom. Yeah. There was no need to to do anything because it's a spiritual kingdom. Yeah. Not a physical kingdom. That's right. And, you know, even if you have zeal for God, this was not in your lesson, but I I think it's a really good point, too. You you have to bow the way he asks you to bow. Mm -hmm. It's not just, well, I love you, Lord, I'm going to do it my way. No. You can't do that. You know, Romans 10, turn over there with me. This one always comes to mind when I'm, when I'm talking about this subject, you know, when we're, when we're talking about how we need to serve the Lord. We don't serve Him our way. We serve Him His way. We bow the knee to Him the way He asks us to bow the knee to Him. Yeah. Uh, starting in verse 1 of, of Romans 10, and this is... Uh, Paul speaking here. He says, Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. And so here... They have a zeal for God. They love God. And yet, it's not according to His knowledge. It's not according to the way He has asked yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, going back to what you were talking about earlier, and, you know, Ephesians 4, 
4 through 6 really drives a point home that there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Okay, yeah. There is one way, one way to, to please God. That's right. There's only one way. And so every other way, it doesn't matter how much zeal you have behind it. If it's not according to his knowledge, it's, you know, you become self-righteous. Mm-hmm. And that's a very scary thing because it's not according to God's righteousness. And you're seeking to establish your own kind of righteousness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that goes back to the, like I was talking about with the, the, um, the fellow that I knew, you know, he, uh, well, as long as I'm a good person. Yeah, right. Yeah. A lot of people say that. He believes in God. Understand, he believes in God and he, he knows well that there is a God, but yet he it wasn't according to knowledge. And it, that's part of it. Like, that's we got to do that, too. Absolutely. You know, we have to be a good person. We have to help others. We have to do things, you know, that, that, that we're basically commanded to do. Yeah. Um, but it's but you got to have a complete package. That's right. You know, and Christ in every way, shape, and form is the perfect example. Yeah. You know, it says, you know, as we're in Philippians 2... A Christian means a follower of Christ. Yeah. Following his footsteps, right? And so we need to love others the way Christ loved them. So if you're being ridiculed and being humiliated, and like you were talking about, Chad, you want to strike up and sure. punch him in the that's, face, right? That's a natural reaction. <laughs> that's your natural reaction. But or say something back was, to them. That was not the way of Christ. No. Christ did not do that. And to be a follower of Christ, to be a Christian, you have to do what Christ would have done in that position. Well, and, and another thing to point out, too, Christ was tempted just as we were, and he resisted it. That's right. He, right, yeah, right there, where, where we read about him being mocked by the soldiers. That's right. He resisted it, whereas... Most men wouldn't be able to. Yeah, we would have been. Able, we would have said something. You know. That's right. Because he could at least speak back to him, but he didn't. Yep. And uh, Hebrews one verse three, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself. Purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Yeah. Having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained the more excellent name than they. And so here, he, as he walked on earth, it's explaining that he was the express image. Now, the NASB translation says the exact representation. And, and throughout the Gospels, you, you see Christ saying over and over again, I do the will of my Father in heaven. I'm doing the will of my yeah. Father in heaven. I, he That's never right. did his own will. That's what makes him the perfect example. Yeah. You know, we follow him the way he followed the Father. Yeah. He is the way. You know, he is the, um, the, the golden... Uh, I'm trying to think of the... Well, never mind, because I can't think of... <laughs> <laughs> He is he is the golden steps, you know. Yeah, right. The yellow brick road. That's what I was sure. thinking of. Okay, yeah. He's the yellow brick road leading sure. us to to the Father. Sure. Because again, it's not in man to direct himself. Going back to Jeremiah ten twenty three. If you haven't wrote that down yet, yeah. do it now. <laughs> yeah, Jeremiah ten twenty three. Jeremiah ten twenty three. It's not in us to direct our own footsteps. Yeah. That's why we have to follow him. Let him direct you. The hardest thing for people to do 
you know, I think of when you're in the, a, a chariot and you have the horses leading you, you have the reins, right? And you, you want to you lead the horses. Well, Christ is sitting next to you. Hand the reins to him and let him guide you. Yeah. Let him take you to where he knows the way. Yeah. You don't. He knows the way. Let him take the reins over your life. Well, and, and that's why we have all these examples. I think, I think you could lead this into to the, to doing you know going down the wrong path. You that's know? right. So we could probably move on. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and well, look at I think another great point to look at. Yeah, is Exodus thirty-two, one through ten. Yeah, because here. Yeah. You know, again, bowing to the right thing. Yeah, and and what we were talking about is mocking him. Yeah, but it has to be wholehearted service and only to yeah. him no other no other name given among men well, by which I we think must be too, saved. We, we there's many things that we could bow to absolutely um, and not realize that we are because and and we're neglecting you know god and, and spiritual things and so yeah. that's the danger so yeah exodus 32 1 through 10 i could read it if go for it all right so exodus 32 1 through 10 and this is the example of the golden calf. So we've many of us have studied this, the golden calf that um, the Israelites created as a god. So yeah. So let's go ahead and start reading verse one. It says now, when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, "Come, make us um, make us gods that shall go before us. For as for this Moses." The man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. I have to stop because <laughs> how impatient were they? Yeah. They, they got impatient. And you mentioned 40 days. Yeah. He was on the mountain 40 days. Yeah. And so they're the like, Lord. where's this Moses guy? You know, they're, you could just see him. They're just all disgusted and frustrated. Like, this isn't going the way we thought it was going to. Yeah. You know, and, and they're, they're complaining and whining and bickering, right? As and they so did a lot. They go to Aaron and they're like, hey, we need a God to worship, you know? Yeah. So continue on verse 2. And Aaron said to them, break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people broke off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he re- received the gold from their hand, and he fashioned it with an engraving tool and made a, a molded calf. Then they said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. Now, I have to stop again. First, this is no small task to build a golden calf. I'm a metal guy. Yeah. I mean, they, you they, know more than anyone. Well, th- this was not an easy thing, especially mm-hmm. out in the wilderness, to build this golden calf. And have the tools required and melt it down, this gold, and make this golden calf. This was not, and I don't know how big it was. I don't know if we know, but if it was big enough to be like I think it was for yeah. them to worship it, it probably had to be somewhat magnificent. So well, they build this calf and they put all his work into it. Yeah. He has a, an engraving tool. Engraving tool. He's, he's making this calf. And, he, and then the, the, the gall, I say, to, to, to point out. <laughs> That that this is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. Yeah, and we can talk about it more when I'm done reading. But yeah, can you imagine? I just, I just the God, oh, man. So, anyways, continue on verse five. 
So when Aaron saw it, he, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Then they rose early on the next day and 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 um, offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And the Lord said to Moses, Go, get down, for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. Um, they, they have turned aside quickly out of the way which I command them. They have made themselves a molded calf and worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and indeed it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore let me alone that, that may, my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, and I will make you a great nation." Now, one thing I want to point out real quick, where when, when God tells Moses what was happening, um, go get down for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. Yeah. God didn't even want to claim them as his people. No. And it's kind of like, as you know, your, our wives, sometimes when the kids do something, yeah. I'll, tell, I'll tell my wife, I'll be like, your son or your daughter did this. Yeah. I'm not willing to claim them, <laughs> yeah, even exactly. though they're my daughter as well. And I think that's kind of example of what God was doing here. He was so mad at the people that they had done this that he didn't want to claim them. And in fact, in verse 10, he's going he's gonna to totally destroy them. He's ready to just destroy yeah. them and create a whole new nation from Moses. That's right. And, you know, another great point to bring out there is, as you're saying, your people— yeah. Keep in mind, they have adulterated themselves. They have that relationship. Yeah. They have torn asunder mm-hmm. that relationship. Yeah. They are no longer his people because they turned away from him. That's true. Yeah, good point. They are like, they are men. And, and you know, he's, uh, so a couple things happen, of course. You know, if you read on, you see that God calms down and he, Sure. He repents. There it says repent. Or the New King James uses the word um, in verse 14, I, if I recall correctly, relented from the harm which he had intended. Yeah. So a lot of times people think that God repented the way that we would repent, as in to say that God sinned. That is not what is being said here. God did not no, sin. No, he changed his mind, and Moses talked him out of it. That's right. The word repent means to change your mind. Yeah. It's a change of mind. Yeah. So he he changed his mind about um, destroying his people. Yeah. But he... And that brings out a, a few other points. As Moses pleaded with the Lord, God was so angry he was ready to destroy them all, and yet... In his anger, he was willing to listen to Moses. Well, and and I think too, uh, uh, at, you know, when we read on, if we read on, uh, Moses comes back, and you know, Aaron, what was Aaron? Aaron was full of excuses. The people, this, the people, oh, that. Yeah, he had all these excuses of why they had done what they had done, and it wasn't his fault. The people, you know, he's trying to pass the buck. <laughs> And, you know, I think sometimes we, we give excuses for ourselves as well. We say, well, I just can't help myself. I can't, you know, I can't do this. I, you know, I can't give this up or whatever, you know. Yeah. I just can't do it. Yeah. Well, and that, that's why I pointed out, uh, 
you know, R Romans 10, um, 10, 12 through 13. Yeah. For, uh, sorry, 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 13. Yeah. Where, where we're not tempted beyond what we can bear. Yeah. You know, so when you start thinking, well, I just can't help myself. Because that's, right. that's what the people are doing here. They're like, we needed a God to worship, yeah. you know? <laughs> but notice notice they, they did succumb to this temptation. Sure. However, if they depended on God, as it, as it talks about, when you turn to the Lord, yeah. he will not allow you to be overtaken in that temptation. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what you were talking about in 1 Corinthians 10. Yeah. God doesn't allow us to be overtaken. Yeah. We, we can resist it if we want to. If we are willing to turn to him, you know, and that's, and right. that's, that's, that's right. that where that we can be overtaken in that temptation as they were, you know, for whatever reason, they stopped putting faith in the man of God who has this direct communication with God. Yeah. You know, they turned away from him. You know, they didn't want to listen to the Word of God, because that's all Moses was. Yeah. He was just speaking the Word of God. It wasn't Moses being this great man. He was just the spokesperson. Yeah. <laughs> God tells me what to say, and I say it to you, yeah. you know? A lot like a lot of times how we study today. Yeah. Hey, Chad, you know, when you ask a question, it's like, all right, we'll turn here to yeah. the Word of God. Yeah. Well, they didn't have the Bible like we do. Yeah. They, they had prophets, you know? The prophets spoke the Word of God. These... The prophets were not these great men. They were righteous men, yeah. but they they weren't the great men. They were just spokespersons for God. And so they didn't want to listen to the Word of God anymore through the mouth of, of Moses. And, yeah, 40 days. That's just over a month. Yeah. And they have turned their back. Oh, it's, it's amazing when oh, you read man. it. It's, it's quite the story, and I'm glad we have it because... Um, just, just like, you know, Peter that we talked about earlier, these things can happen so quickly. Yeah. Right. Right. Be, 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 what do they call it? Be, below my nose. <laughs> right before your eyes. Right before your eyes. You yeah. know, I mean, it can just happen so quickly. Yeah. And, and, and we're to be on guard for it. Yeah. And when Aaron is confronted, he actually, <laughs> he's like, I just threw this gold in and out popped yes. this calf. Yeah. He's like, and hey, it's like, are you serious? And that's definitely not what happened because yeah. it, you know, I just imagine, I mean, working with metal, it's not easy. You know, well, it takes a lot of work. So I just thought about this, but that really represents um, what Peter did when he was confronted with it. It was like, nope, I, didn't do I, this. I don't know. Yeah. You know. I didn't do it. It's our natural action yeah. as a human to and, deny. And what's beautiful about that is we're the same today. Sure. You know, man has always been the same. You can read through the whole Bible and see humans. Yeah. Human nature. When you put yourself in their shoes, you know, Chad, so much can happen in one week. Yeah. You know, if I wasn't always studying the Bible and, and you know, setting up lessons and doing all this, give me a month off. And if I don't read or do anything like that, yeah, I've starved my soul. And now it's like, I'm willing to let sin creep in, yeah. you know, yeah, we're just like them. Sure. And that's why we gather. That's why we were commanded to gather. Yeah. Uh, every first day of the week is yeah. to strengthen each other and, you know, refresh our minds. Yep. And you, you see the, the importance behind the command. You see the, the love he has for us, even behind the command where, 
Yeah, you need to gather. Well, there's a reason why you need to gather. It's because you need this. <laughs> you know, it, it's just as much for us as it is he wants our genuine, sincere heart to serve him and bow the knee to him. You know, and you're not going to be willing to bow the knee if, if you don't no. recognize no. how perfect he is and, and how much love he has for us. And and so that's why God was so angry with them. He just led them out of Egypt. Yeah. He led them out of slavery to freedom. Mm-hmm. And you were going to bow the knee to a golden calf. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, and they called it. They told everyone that this is the God that led you out of Egypt. Yeah, and, but you know this also brings out a very good point that we hear a lot today where this proves that you know, a lot of people say once saved, always saved. Yeah. They were saved at one point. They were not saved again. No. You know, they were saved at one point, but they turned from God. Mm-hmm. The same goes for us today. Just because we're baptized into Christ, that does not mean that we can stop serving him and stop bowing the knee to him. You know, like oh, it yeah. talks about you need to pick up your cross daily and follow him. It's not, you don't pick it up Sunday morning, you know, when you, when you go to service. You don't walk in your house when you come home from services and drop it at the door yeah and then never never pick up your cross until next sunday and bring it to church with you you know it it's not about that it's about daily picking up your cross you live following christ you know romans 12 1 and 2 actually turn over there you know might as well since we're talking about the bible yeah Romans 12, 1 and 2, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We are to be a living sacrifice, not just Sunday or Monday or pick a day, you know, it's every day. You are a living sacrifice always to God. Use your body to glorify God always. And I know I got a little off subject there. Oh, you're good. You're okay. good. There's so many different things we could go into. Absolutely. And this is, you know, this is why I was excited about this. You know, when I I was able to listen to your lesson today driving home yeah. from Wyoming and you were talking, I was like, man, I can bring up so much here. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh there's yeah. There's so, so much, much we can talk, talk about. about. I mean, I guess, I guess the thing is, is, um, Jesus gives us every reason to bow the knee. Absolutely. You know, because what reasons do we have? And I, I used uh, Ephesians three. Um, so I guess we could go look at that. Yeah. Um, let's turn over there. Because give me a reason. Like, what reasons? Um, And what's funny is, what reason do you have not to serve him? Well, yeah. Like, give me a reason. Like, you might hear people say, um, uh, what reasons? What reason? Why should I do this? You know? And I think this is a good one because Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. Give me a reason. Well, here's a good reason, okay? (laughs) Starting at verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knee. To the Father, for our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, 
that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundant above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Amen. There's a lot of good reasons in there. Yeah. You at know, the end of you, you missed at the end of verse twenty-one. It says, "Amen." Oh yeah, and amen. I, Sorry, amen. I so agree with that. <laughs> yeah, amen. How could you not agree with? <laughs> oh it? man, and 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 you know, so like, why the whole family in heaven and earth is named? Yeah, uh, grant it grants you riches in in His glory. They're riches, yeah. spiritual riches. They're riches that can't be taken away from us. No one can come and steal them from you. No. Once you have them in your mind. You have it. Yeah. Uh, Christ dwells in our hearts through faith. We have to have faith. But what a faith builder, a faith generator than the Bible. Yeah. You know, that's the faith generator. And the more you, you study, I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. Oh, you're Chad, fine. Okay. The more you study, in verse 18, so that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints... Yeah. What is the width and length and depth and height? And that one I know makes sense to you and me because you're. A, oh man. You like to work with your hands. You build things. Yeah. I build things. And you know when you when you're asking people. Yeah. Or or you're talking to people and and they say you just read the Bible. You don't study. You just read it. Yeah. So you may know the let the me width see, the width and the length, but, but you, you don't, don't know. You have no idea the depth or yeah. the height. You just and, have. That's one thing that has always fascinated me. The more I study, yeah. especially Christ, the more I'm in awe of the depth of His love. Yeah, And that's something that you don't get unless you study it. And, and, and reading it is great. I'm not saying you, you shouldn't read it. Reading it and studying it. You know, taking the time when you're reading a, a verse or reading a section like, what does he mean by this? And so you start digging into it and pulling up more scripture, and, and you're understanding the depth. That's when you start to get into the depth and the height of yeah. his love. Well, and, and that's the thing. When people ask, I, I get asked to build stuff all the time, right? Yeah. From plants, food plants, whatever. And you can give me the width and the length, but if you don't give me the depth, I can't build it for you. You have no, yeah. And so I think that's what he's pointing out here is you have to have the whole thing. That to the Bible, God has given us everything we need to be able to build it. Yeah. Our faith. And without one of those, you can't do it. Yeah. And so if you're not fed the right information, if you're going to build something, it's not going to turn out. That's right. You know, and, and so that's how it is with our faith. It's, yep. and, and that's a reason. That's a reason to bow. That's right. You know, and, uh, you, you know, you could just go on and on. And. I kind of think of like, because uh, I was a carpenter, and you know, say f- five minutes. Mm-hmm. So say you uh, you want me to build a closet for you, and you have the dimensions. Say you have, I want it, you know, this high, yeah. this wide. Oh, yeah. But you don't tell me how deep you want it. 
Yeah. Your shirts may not be hanging in there. They may be at an <laughs> angle, you know. That's right. If That's, you don't get true. the right depth. It's true. Yeah. And or if I make it too deep, then I'm just taking more room than I need to away from the other room. You know what I mean? And yeah. so you have to know all aspects of Christ in order to understand his deep and rich love for us. Well, and and I think um we're able to learn our duty to God and do everything God requires us. And in Luke 6:46, Luke 6:46 oh, yeah, is a good one for us because he says, "But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say?" Yeah. You know, so now once we know the the width, the depth and the and the length. Yep. And we don't do it. Yeah. And we do something else, we but we still call him Lord. You don't have the right to call him Lord. No, but but you do. Yeah. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? So, how can you you know know this and not do it? Yeah. And notice the the two lords there. He's not just saying, yeah. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? Because he likes to hear the word Lord. It's <laughs> he's mm-hmm. these are he's illustrating people that cry out to him. You know, Lord, Lord, please. Yeah. You know, when you are there, he's like, you don't even have the right to do that. Yeah. Unless you, because you don't do the things in which I say, I'm not your Lord. You know, going back to Kings in the old, you know, in the olden days, Mm -hmm. you don't tell the King, no, if he tells you to do something, you do it. You don't give excuses. You do it and you follow it. Well, yeah, absolutely. He is Lord and he is. He's not just Lord, he's Lord of Lords yeah. and King of Kings. Yeah. He is above the kings that we would bow to sure. on earth. Sure. And if you know, and you brought out in in the olden days, you know, they would they would come in mm-hmm. and you know, the knights, even these great knights would come in and bow before the king and show them honor. You know, and, and you kind of see this like in, in still like uh China and Japan. Yeah. They bow to each other. You know, and um, the younger one will bow more than the older one. And so, because you need to bow more because he's your elder, right? There's there's that kind of respect there. And so, looking at who he is, he is the king of kings. Yeah. And so, you need to, if you don't do what he says, what makes you think you have any right to call him Lord? And and again, and I'm not trying to illustrate that if you're not perfect, then you have no right. It, it's like you brought out, Chad. You know it, yeah, and you don't do it. Yeah, sure. That's that's what's illustrated. You know what to do, and you don't do it. And I love the other point here. There's an I like the Matthew account as well. Matthew seven twenty one. Yes, I'll read it real Please quick. Please do. So not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. That's Matthew seven twenty one through 23. But that's, the, man, you know. Absolutely. Didn't we do all these things, all these great things in your name, Lord? And notice what he says in verse 23 there. Mm-hmm. You who practice lawlessness. Yeah, exactly. So It's it, not part of the law. It's illustrating that it doesn't matter what you do in his name. Like, Chad, mm-hmm. me and you are doing what I call a great work here. Mm-hmm. 
we're studying and, and we're talking about the Lord. Yes. But if I go home from here and I live a life that is not in Christ, that's exactly what is being illustrated oh, in Matthew sure. 7. And, yeah, and it's a struggle. We have to p- work very d- yeah. diligently to be the same person all the time. You have a to godly live person. the Christian life. It's not one day. It's not. It's remaining faithful. Revelation 2.10, yeah. remain faithful until death, and I will mm-hmm. give you the crown of life. Yeah. Just because you're faithful at one point does not mean that you're still faithful at the end. Yeah. We don't retire from the Lord. No, we, uh-uh. we talked about this a while yeah. ago in class, I think it was. Yeah. We don't retire. No. We are, we're faithful until He retires us, until He takes our life away from us. Well, That's how long we serve Him. And the thing is... Uh, you know, we have to get busy doing it. We have to get busy learning and doing. That's like right. you said, we have to do it, and we have to live by faith, you know? Absolutely. We're, we're totally by faith. And, you know, in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. That's right. We haven't seen any of this happen. Nope. We didn't see Jesus on the cross. Yep. We didn't. We didn't see any of this, but we have prophecies of it happening. And we have eyewitnesses who've seen it and wrote it down. You know, we talked about this on Sunday in our class. We talked about uh, the fact that uh, God wanted it preserved, so he wrote it down. Yeah. If you want something to be around, write it down. Yeah. And you brought out, you know, we haven't seen faith. You know, we haven't seen it, so how do we walk by it? Uh, Hebrews 11, 1 kind of shines more light on that. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of... Of things not yeah that's seen. great yeah you know and and so it's the evidence of things not seen when you look outside yeah that's the evidence right there mm-hmm. looking at his beautiful creation that's sure. evidence that he's there mm-hmm. and and then when you study the bible it's perfect in every way the bible has been under more scrutiny than any other book sure ever yeah. and yet they cannot find contradictions in it mm-hmm. are you kidding yeah <laughs> Only God can do that. Only God can. And so that's, again, the evidence of things not seen. So when he tells us in Scripture that <clears throat> we have hope of eternal life if we follow him, yeah, it's impossible for God to lie, Titus 1-2. So when it says it, and clearly it's impossible for him to lie because his Scripture everything fits came true. perfectly. Yeah, everything came true. Nothing, if he said it, it all happened. And so, again... Mm-hmm. Proving himself true in Scripture, yeah, that's the evidence right there. Yeah, that's the evidence. Yep, and it's a great man. What what's what a great um, study that we've had. But unfortunately, we're it's out of time. time man. We're out of time. I know <laughs> it goes by so fast. I mean, given the lesson, that half an hour went by so fast. I was like, yeah, done already. It uh, we could get carried away, but yeah, unfortunately, we're out of time. I've sure enjoyed the study, though. Absolutely. I hope you have, too. If and, you want more of it, just give us a call or email us, and we'll we'll reach out to you. Absolutely. Yep. Give us a shout, and we'd, we'd love to hear from you. But we will continue this next time. So we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one, guys.